you're listening to Rise to the Top, the Altium Leadership Podcast, hosted by Spencer Horn. So welcome, everybody. This is Spencer Horn, and I am joined today by Sherry Tafelski. And she is coming to us from South Bend, Indiana. Is that right? You're, it, it, so, yeah. So I work in South Bend. I live a little south of there, but that's okay. I'll, I'll claim to be a South Bender. <laughs> <laughs> So, so close to that. Listen, uh, I'm excited to talk to you today, and this is a little bit of different format than, than what we're used to, but you are the vice president of programs for the PMI Michiana chapter. And yep. so tell us a little bit about the, the PMI Michiana chapter. So the PMI Michiana chapter, we are what I would say small but mighty. So we have about 180 chapter members with about 40 people that come on a regular basis. And over the years, part of our mission as a chapter has been to really help support our members with opportunities for education, networking, and ways to really improve their core project management skills. So one of the things we do is is try and connect with some awesome speakers like you. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But talk to me about, like, you've got all these members. What, what does a project manager do? I know people listening to this that are project managers might, might understand, but we have a worldwide audience, and not all of them may know what a project manager does. So give us an example of some of the uh, members, where they work, what some of the jobs that they might be doing, and why it's important for them to develop this, these skills that they have. So project management as a profession, I think, has earned a lot more respect over the last few years. I think a lot of times people didn't really know what it was, didn't really think their organization needed it. But we've seen over the last few years, even with governmental projects and other things, how much of an impact really qualified project managers can have in helping make sure organizations succeed. So in our project management chapter, we have a wide variety of people um, from all different backgrounds. For example, I work at a credit union. Um, We have some factories that have people. Um, We have electric power plants. Um, We have, gosh, I don't know. University of Notre Dame you have there. Oh yeah, yeah. So we we have just across the gamut, you don't really understand how much how many different organizations have projects going on but really an organization can't change or move forward unless they're doing projects and really um having accidental project managers is you can see some success but really having people that focus on those core competencies to be able to identify risks and build schedules and really keep the project moving forward, you know, note decisions, all those things are really important skills for project managers to have. And I think you'll find the more agile an organization is and open to change and really wanting to succeed, the more they embrace the fact that you really need professional project managers to be a part of that. Well, that's great. I really appreciate you giving a little bit of that background, you know, so projects could include things like maybe a new ERP system, implementing new software. I talked to one of your project managers that worked at a nuclear power plant and they were doing construction. So, you know, talk about creating a safe environment for a place that, you know, could kill people with radiation. Right? So talk about risk yeah. mitigation and managing that. 
So like I said, I work at a credit union, which a lot of people would think, well, what kind of projects would a credit union have to do? But I mean, we probably help manage over 30 projects a year, everything from introducing new products, you know, doing upgrades to, we just recently did a multi-million dollar project to totally remodel all five floors of our corporate office while the corporate office stayed open and we moved people back and forth. So yeah, it's a wide variety. People definitely get involved in a lot of different areas. Well, so we met you and I for the first time in person in February, where I came and spoke to your project management chapter, the Michiana chapter. And yeah. talk a little bit about what, who came and what that was like. So um, it was really, it was really exciting for me because part of my role as a VP of programs is to try and find ways to reach talented speakers that a, a group as small as us can really kind of afford and bring on. But we've slowly over the last few years build up our attendance. The first professional development day I helped with, we maybe had 13 people at, but for yours in the fall, we actually had a record. Um, where we had over 40 people there. And it was amazing the responses we got. Um, people thought that it was the best uh, leadership summit we'd ever done. People found immediate ways to, to use what you said. And I was so impressed with one of the sessions that you did. I actually scheduled a separate coaching session with you so that we could do it. Um, so that's one nice um, benefit that you have as well. So yeah, the, the people that I work with, a lot of them came and there was just a lot of buzz around the office about how we can put some of the ideas that we learned really into play. So well, thank it, you. Thank you for that. You know, normally I, um, you know, I work with bigger groups. Like I just did a keynote last week for about 482 people. And, and I got to meet your chapter president, Jan Holt, through uh, some work that I do with, with PMI, the, the national, actually the international organizations, over 6 million project managers around the world. And, and that's how I met, met Jan a few years ago. And we have been plotting and planning how we could, how, you know, you could afford to have me come. And, and so that was a lot of work on, on both our parts. So I'm so grateful that you had me out and it was such a win-win for, for me as well. Such a great experience, beautiful community, great members. Now, apparently because of the success, you guys were, you're doing this again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're so thrilled to be able to have you come back. And, you know, it's a little disappointing with the current environment right now that people are a little gun shy about COVID. But um, we really felt that that having an in-person event with you there was important for our chapter and a great opportunity that we didn't want to give up because we had so many positive responses last time and requests to say, hey, if you can ever have him come back, do that. So we really wanted to take the time to do an in-person event, get a great big room where we can spread people out um, and keep them safe. But yeah, we definitely saw the opportunity for the chapter to have you come back. Well, thank you. And I'm, and I'm glad to do that. You know, I travel uh, uh, right now. I've been traveling and, and being very careful. Uh, we'll, we have a big room so that we can keep people safe who are, are nervous. Let's talk a little bit about the agenda, because we have been thinking about what project managers could need in your chapter. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the, uh, the topics that, that you've picked. The first one 
is why don't you introduce them? Sure. So I, I really think it's important that we pick topics that not only can help project managers, but can expand to colleagues as well. So we picked projects, uh, we picked topics with that in mind um, and a mix of business strategy and leadership. So our first one is um, communicating with power and influence. So uh, I guess you want me to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is, what's interesting about this, uh, this is a topic that I have reserved just for what's called the LIMSI, which is the Leadership Institute Masterclass at, at PMI. And about seven years ago, they asked me if I could teach a different type of communication class. So in, the, in February, when I came, we did what's called Communicate with Impact that had behavioral profiles. It's all about how you, you like to communicate and connecting with others. This is much more about how do you present and the image that you have, kind of your personal brand and your credibility in speaking. And that's done virtually right now. It's done in person. Every conversation you have either adds to or takes away from your, your credibility. And you have a big influence over how you are showing up in your presentations, in your interactions all the time. So even though some of you who are listening to this are like, I'm not a public speaker, I'm not going to be speaking publicly. If you ever have to influence people in a meeting you have staff meetings or you have employee meetings or you're wanting to recruit people or hire people or you're wanting to share with them an idea as a project manager and anybody. So this isn't just for project managers. This is for any leader that has the opportunity to speak with other people and share their ideas to influence people to see what you see or hear what, what you hear. Then this is a topic that is important for you. and how we communicate is actually what we say is not as important as how we say it. So it's very much going to be focused on how you can improve your presence, how you can improve your credibility, how you can improve your results in, in getting really influence in all of the teams that you're part of. And the one reason I, I, I really like that topic and wanted to pick that for our team is because I think that, like you said, it really can apply to a lot of people in situations that, that you're not necessarily going to think about, but everybody should be able to walk away and immediately see the value of what they're learning in there. I think that's really going to help people. Well, that's always my focus is that when you leave a training or a presentation that you have something that's immediately actionable. And the next section, the next topic really leads into that just as well. This is one that so many people, especially people that are, are driven and really high achievers seem to struggle with. So this one is, if you want something done right, don't do it yourself. Um, and I think that's really hard for some of us to remember to coach and manage people um, versus just doing everything for everybody and really learning learning some art of, you know, giving feedback for improvement and that kind of thing. So I'm really excited to hear what you think are, are other highlights of this topic. So this is one of my most popular topics. And it is, this is a topic where we're focused on effective delegation 
and coaching and helping other people to do what we need them to do. This is a topic that many managers, leaders, and, and leadership has nothing to do with the title, whether you're a manager or not, it has with your ability to be able to um, influence without leadership, if you will, to get people to do the things that you need them to do. And oftentimes project managers are leading teams and you're not able to effectively get that, that project moving forward because you don't have necessarily, you know, control over each of those different, those different teams. So back to the influence part, this is a big part of that is how do you get people to do the work you need them to do? How do you effectively delegate? And there's a lot of challenges that people have with delegation. And that can be tied back to our behavioral profile, right? Some of us have high dominance and we want to actually control every aspect of the, of the job or the project. And so we don't let go. Or if we do, we only let go of the, the, the responsibility, but not the authority. In other words, we, we want people to do things our way. Well, that creates all kinds of disengagement and, and people not excited to be able to do the work. Then there's high extroverts. They're typically better at delegating because they want to get the team involved. And so for the most part, it's easiest for them. However, they may have a, a challenge with it, coaching or getting people when they're doing something wrong to, to change their behavior because they like to be liked. And when you want to be liked, it sometimes causes you to not confront bad behavior as, as, uh, as soon as you might. Then for those of you who are what we call high patient or high pace, this is a style that will avoid conflict. In other words, it, it, listen, if I'm going to give this job to Sherry, she's just not going to do it right. So I might as well just keep it myself and, and not worry about it. So they hold on to things because they don't want to have to deal with difficult conversations. And then there's the high conforming folks. And because of their perfectionism, because they want things done exactly right, they will hold on to things. But all of these behaviors cause people to behave in ways that holds on to responsibility and does not empower their team to take more of the responsibility. And it creates bottlenecks within organizations. If you're the only one that, that is responsible for all the projects and all the activities, and people have to go to you. First of all, you're not developing their initiative. You're not developing their engagement. Um, and their satisfaction is diminished. So we will talk about how you can be more effective at this. And one of the challenges that a lot of leaders and managers have is they're like, well, I don't have time to coach and tell people what to do. I just need to tell them to do what I need them to do. And I'm going to explain why you don't have the time that you need to do this type of work. And if I can help you get an extra 30 minutes in your day, Sherry, would that be a benefit? Because if you get an extra 30 minutes that you could apply to actually coaching and training and developing your team, would that be of benefit? Yeah, I think just this little hearing you talk about the topic has already given me some things to think about. So it's already valuable already um, just talking about it. So really excited to hear that one because that, like I said, is one thing I think a lot of people really struggle with. And then to round out the day, the last session is on authentic leadership. And it seems like most, you know, we're faced with a lot of challenges every day and and sticking to your core and and who you want to be i think is can be difficult so you want to give some insight on this one 
Oh, absolutely. So this, this is a, a topic to me that is uh, very, very interesting because I, I believe there is a, um, there is a lie about authentic leadership. And that is we, we just get to be who we are, right? And I believe that actually keeps you stuck no matter what role you are in. If you think, well, you know, I need to be true to myself. What does that mean? It means that you, you certainly get to act in alignment with who you are and your values. That is very, very true. But what happens if you're not getting the results that, that you want? What's getting in the way? Sometimes it's like, well, this is, I, I just have to be this type of person. I have to tell people how it is, right? What if that's preventing you from actually getting the results that you want to have? Because you're being so abrupt and so honest that no one can hear you or no one wants to listen to you. So in a way, you being what you say is authentic is preventing you from getting exactly what you want. So then the question is, is if you change your behavior, is, in that, is that somehow inauthentic? The answer is no. And I will teach you and talk to you about how you can begin to change your approach while, while still being authentic with who you are to get those results. Not changing who we are, but changing your perspective on, on how you approach those, those problems and how you show up. For example, if you're someone who, who likes that har harmony and wants people to be getting along and not confronting bad behavior, what is that doing? It's actually perpetuating those, that negativity and, and bad behavior when you're being authentic is getting in the way of what you really want. And there's a way to stand up and be assertive without being a bully, without, without in any way compromising your values but changing how you view what it means to, to be assertive, to, to speak up, which is standing up for your rights without making someone else wrong. So that's just an example of how someone with a certain behavioral type would say, well, I, I can't, you know, I, I don't want to be a bully. Well, you don't have to be. And somebody who is, who's so competitive, you know, when they really want to win, well, if how you're being is preventing you from winning, how is that in any way authentic? So my, focus in this session is how you can start to adapt your style, your leadership, your communication to uh, get the results that you want. And I think that's going to be a, a very powerful day with uh, people coming away with some immediate, immediately actionable items. Yeah, I'm even more super excited now for this day. I can't, I can't wait for this to happen. So it's coming up October 20th. We still have time for people to register. Um, and like I said, it, you don't have to be a project manager to take care, to take advantage of this wonderful opportunity. Um, it's nice. It's in South Bend. It's local. You don't have travel. Um, it's pretty inexpensive for the day. And we have group discounts if you have more People come from one organization. We want to support that and get the word out. Um, the only way we can continue to bring high caliber speakers is if we get the people to attend. Um, and I think anybody that comes to this is going to find extreme value in this. So anybody interested can just go to PMI Michiana for all the PMIMichiana.org for all the details and register or ask questions and I'll be happy to get back with them. You know, uh, Sherry, it was really interesting last time we had some, I think we had one group had six people from, from one company, others had five and four. There was, 
there were small groups from uh, from the same companies, and they all said this was so awesome to be able to have our team here because they were learning the same things together. So one of the benefits of working with me is actually having me come to your company and to do that. I'm, I'm for, to work with a small group of about 35 people, uh, my daily rates about $7,500. I know that's not cheap, but for you to be able to come and bring a team of people to this workshop at, at what PMI is charging you is it's, it's just an opportunity that you wouldn't, you wouldn't get. And, yeah. um, and so you have the ability to bring some of your team and, and gain that experience where you will have an instant impact in the entire organization. When you have multiple people coming back, you have more of a, uh, of a bigger impact in the organization in a positive way. Well, and it's really nice um, when you have that shared vocabulary and that kind of shared excitement from people coming back and you can build off that off each other and really try and build habits based on what you learned. And I, three of the companies that sent multiple people last time are doing it again this time, which I think is a, a great example of how people felt like your content is really worth hearing and really valuable. Um, like I said, it's some of the best responses we've ever gotten from a, a summit. So I'm really excited and happy that we can, we're a little organization, but we can bring this powerful summit to South Bend and make it convenient for people to really take advantage of top-notch education and put it in practice. Well, thank you, Sherry. I'm so excited to come. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I loved the community. So I'm bringing my wife with me this time. So okay. we're, we're going to go up and, and, uh, just before we head out the, the next day, we're going to head up to, to Lake Michigan and just drive around a little bit and see, we love your community. <laughs> You've got uh, Notre Dame university, beautiful, beautiful campus. And, uh, I'll tell you, this is, it's a great community and I'm so excited to be back. So I, I look forward to meeting you and, I, I do my best to give you a hundred percent attention when you come. And so it, it's, uh, it, it, it's pretty hard to find the value that you're going to get any other place than through this PMI Michiana chapter. Yep. And just go to PMIMichiana.org for all the details and you can register there and we'll get you all set up to come. We, we have room for more and we want to give Spencer a full house uh, so that we really have a lot of people to get experiences and comments from. And I think it really helps the opportunity, the more people we have there, but, but still our small group. Well, thank you for uh, having me back and let's, uh, we'll see you. When is it? The, the 20th of, of October. 20th. So it's, it's, it's like three weeks away. Yep. And uh, we got our airline tickets. I've got, uh, we're all set to go. So I'm excited. I'll see you soon. Please register today.